0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi and today is Monday, June 18th, 2018 and you guys are listening to episode 360. Um, I am doing this one a little later because I am going to be changing the day that the show comes out. We're going to be doing the show at the top of the week um, instead of the uh, bottom of the week uh, moving forward. So I don't know if it's going to be a Monday or a Tuesday, but it's going to be earlier just so I can, you know, plug the dates and, uh, depending on when people listen, I feel like it'll be better for promos for dates and stuff like that. Um, to have people listen to it because if people are listening to the show on a Thursday or Friday, then they find out I'm in their city and it's too late. So that's, uh, that's what I'm going to be doing moving forward. Uh, got a great show for you guys today. Big announcement. Uh, uh, new sponsor, so uh, all of those things are uh, are going down on top of my unacceptable um, Father's Day, uh, some sports stuff, of course, some cool stuff that happened over the weekend, so we got a full-packed uh, full uh, TVE 360 for you guys, so sit back, relax, wherever you are, in your car, at your cubicle, at home, at the gym, working out. Uh, Well, you'd have to be at the gym working out today because it is an absolute scorcher here uh, in New York. I believe the current temperature is, uh, it's going to be well over, yesterday, Father's Day, which was amazing, by the way. I had an amazing Father's Day. But yesterday, it got up there close to 92 degrees, uh, but it wasn't too humid, so it was decent. Today, It's an oven out there. It's a hundred degrees. There's no like breeze at all. There's nothing, you know, it's not one of those, well, it's a hundred, but it's not humid, so you could deal with it. No. It's like I'm curious to see because my kids after school, they love to stay outside and play. And I'm just curious to see how long it's gonna take them to go, okay, yeah, this is video game day instead of outside. And I'm glad my kids stay outside and don't play too many video games. They're way more outdoors kids. They wanna play with the neighbors, they do all that stuff, which is better. Uh, but something tells me today, uh, they're going to be getting a lot of burn on that fortnight, um, game, but, um, yeah, it is, it is an oven out here. Thank God we got the air conditioning fixed. Uh, so I am glad I am off too. I'm not running around. I'm not sweating like an animal. I will be, uh, in the house chilling out, taking care of some things. Hope everybody uh, had a great time in between shows. I hope all the fathers out there, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope all the fathers out there had a great day yesterday. Uh, fathers, grandfathers, whoever. Hope you all had a, a good day yesterday with your kids. I know I did, man. We, um, I played golf yesterday. And, uh, oh my God, it was amazing. I start off on this golf course yesterday, right? And uh, last time I played golf, I didn't play good at all. My short game fell apart. I was driving the ball well. My short game fell apart. Uh, yesterday, I start off with a birdie. Then I get back to, like, I started out my first five holes, I was, like, beating the course. Like, my first five holes, I was on track to, like, be, like, under, like, like 71. It was ridiculous. And um, everything was going great. Then I did have a couple of blow-up holes where things didn't go great because, obviously, it's golf, but managed to hold it together and have a, a fun, just a fun round. I do have an un- acceptable slash unacceptable. I don't know if this is unacceptable or acceptable, so i want to talk it out with you guys, and it it is about being on the golf course um, yesterday. Uh, But before I get started into the show more, let me me talk about this amazing, amazing new sponsor that I have, guys. It is called Capper Network. That's right. Capper Network is basically, it's a website, cappernetwork.com. It's a website where you know, you can make sports predictions and you know the way like your friends talk shit, right? Everyone talks, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's not even going six. They're going to win in this and they're going to win in that. Well, Capper Network actually lets you do that. Okay. So when you, you know, all your friends that claim they know things or they've said things correctly, like after the fact, now Capper Network is here to verify those dude, I called it moments uh, and have proof. Okay. It's, uh, it's for sports fans in all levels and a hundred percent free to join. All right. Whether you're a new or experienced sports better or daily, uh, fantasy sports player, uh, CapNet is for you. Submit your predictions on sports bets and daily fantasy plays and conquer the leaderboard. So that's what it is. So you go on there and you have opportunity to pick and like you could risk, you know, you risk units, you, 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 you risk a wager, not, 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 um, not money, but you risk like a, a point system. And based on that system, you move up. Okay. So if you've never bet or played daily fantasy, you can use Capra network for free to see how it works. Uh, and if you would be profitable from it. Okay. So, uh, it's find the best or be the best. If you're looking for the best sports bets or fantasy plays from legit sports handicapper, check out the leaderboard, all right? And you could see all of these, like you can view the picks of the leaders and where to put your money. So this is an amazing thing to do because if you go and you make predictions or you see the leaderboard and you're going to go to Vegas, you know, you can go on to this thing and go, all right, this guy has been right out of 20 predictions. This guy has had this many right. So I'm going to put my money on that. You, and you could also get a profit because if you keep winning, people will buy your predictions, okay? Um, they also have the first ever uh, capping teams, okay? So they'll give you – so you'll have like an edge because they'll put together a team of cappers, all right, that you could see and you could see which team wins. So you could basically go with that team and go, oh my god, like this. look at all the money that I could be making if I listened to this. All right. Uh, A capping team is like a fantasy sports team, but instead of players, you have sports cappers on your roster. So you're basically having a fantasy team of the best handicappers out there. Like guys that are just always picking right. You can say, I want that guy's picks on my team. I want that. I want that. All right. Uh, You can get hired onto a capping team for cash or create a capping team of your own. Your capping team gets ranked on the leaderboard according to the uh, accuracy of its sports picks, and you can earn cash as the team owner uh, by selling your team's sports picks. All right? So uh, if you don't have time to do any research but still want to make educated sports wages or fantasy, uh, capping team-generated uh, sports picks have already done the research for you. Just put your money uh, on what they tell you. All right, these people do this, man, constantly. This is what they do. This is so perfect for my show. It's amazing. All right, it's it's free to join. You know, you can uh, you can buy the picks from uh, proven Cabin teams or create a team of your own if you want to always be in the loop uh, on the best bets and fantasy plays. But listen, you don't even have to do that. That's an option that you have. What this site does, okay? Because I don't want to confuse anybody. And uh, I know that this is the first time I'm talking about this in depth, but it's really sick. You go on there, okay, and you basically, all of the stuff that you've ever talked, you guys have heard me talk on this show a ton, all right, about, uh, you know, this has happened, that's happened. You guys know that my NFL playoff record is crazy. My NFL playoff record, if you look over the last five years, um, I'm way above 50%, way above, honestly. Um, and I've picked a lot of teams that I said were going to be in the Super Bowl before the beginning of the year. Now, this is a site, okay, and it's legitimately 100% free to use, uh, and you can make cash by predicting sports outcomes, um, you know. So I don't understand, yeah. You can literally go there and go, okay, I got the Yankees tonight. I have the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. I got this, and talk all that shit, and then actually prove it and then you start going up on the leaderboard, and then people go to this website, and they purchase your picks, and you could get money for it, okay? Um, So you got to check it out. It's called cappernetwork.com. On top of earning cash and bragging rights, you can improve on your sports wagering uh, and daily fantasy capping skills, okay? Capper Network is a new and uh, growing And they have a a lot more awesome stuff being added to the site like uh, cheat sheets, cash survivor contests, and anything else you want. Um, The owner, Tucker, really listens to what folks on the site have to say. Yeah, I met these guys, dude. These guys are awesome. Shout out to uh, Scott and Tucker. These guys are awesome, man um, yeah, so they're always looking at, you know, if there's any questions, and, you know, they're, they're always looking to, like, I was even asking stuff, like, oh, can you do this, can you do that, and he's like, yeah, you could do that, you could do that, we're adding this, so all that stuff, so guys, pick it, prove it, profit on cappernetwork.com, all right, so when I feel strongly about a game, I just go to cappernetwork.com, and I, um, you know, you get a certain amount of units and based on those units and the amount of units you risk on your pick, that's where you go up on the leaderboard and then people see it and then people will buy the pick. So yeah, and you get a ton of bragging rights. It's all there. So if you got a shit talker in your group, this is perfect. All right. If you love to just predict stuff and, and another thing, sometimes people have feelings about things and they don't want to talk about it. This is actually good for those people because everyone's got that person who's like kind of quiet in their thing, but then they'll lean over and go, here's why I think this is going to happen. This works for that guy too because now they have their proof and, and they could do it there. So please check out Capper Network. You can make all your predictions. You could earn money. You can draft a, a, a Capper team. You could do all this stuff and you could use this to make yourself some money on your sports betting. So it's, it's, uh, it's a win-win. Check it out. And I am thrilled... To have this um, amazing, amazing new site on the um, a sponsor of my show TVE. So if you're, and this goes for any of you people all over the world listening right now, check out cappernetwork.com. And of course, guys, all things comedy, all things comedy. I believe they added another show. I believe they added another show, but um, they're doing amazing stuff over there at uh, All Things Comedy. Uh, they, and the All Things Comedy Festival 2018 will be in October back in Phoenix. I had a great time doing it. Um, had a, such a great time doing it last year at uh, Stand Up Live and and uh, where else were we? The uh, Tempe or the Tempe Improv and all that. But yeah, they have cooking shows. They have podcasts. They have comedy albums. And uh, yeah, they're going to be doing comedy specials. We're about to have an announcement uh any day now, and for you people wanting to know when the special, I was told my special will be out on a major network in October, early October, but, uh, we, like I said, there, there's a couple things going on, but my deal is done, so, uh, All Things Comedy did that as well, so please check out allthingscomedy.com. You can follow them on Twitter, uh, at All Things Comedy as well. Okay, guys, let's, uh, let's get into the show here. I know all my fucking gambling listeners are already on Cappernova. they probably just tapped out of this they're like what i got the fucking yankees today i'll, I'll go back to that shit um <laughs> i know it's exciting man it's so good because like growing up you always had like that's where i got the nickname i got the nickname dude i called it from bill burr and the reason why he said dude i called it was because um i would call him up and i would say Remember I told you that man dude I called I told you and he would be like you always say you called it. And I would be like yeah well a lot of times I did. But the one, the Robinson Cano cheating thing has killed me cuz that's been my Hall of Fame. I said he was a Hall of Famer 2 years into his career. And he is. He's a Hall of Famer, but he he cheated in uh Seattle to try to, you know, to try to justify that money he was making and uh, oh that's a tough one for me. But anyway, uh Father's Day is the greatest day ever. My wife went out. She got me eggs. She cooked me eggs. She cooked me bacon. She let me, you know, actually, I was, she would have let me sleep in. Of course, you figure the day that I have, was a carte blanche, the day I could do anything I want, My, uh, I'm up. I was up. Because I didn't want to be that dad just laying in bed on Father's Day while your kids are up running around and you're just laying there. You know, I was up before 9 o'clock, had breakfast around 9-something, just hanging with my kids because I was going to play golf at like 11.30. And I play golf every Father's Day. I play golf. And then I come home, you know, not too late, come home in the afternoon, and then we barbecue and family is over and we do the whole thing. And yesterday was the top notch, man. I know a lot of people wanted my wife's uh, burger recipe, but I'll tell you something right now. My wife makes these scrambled eggs. I don't know what the fuck she does. All I know is she puts chives in them, okay? She puts chives in them and some cheese, and she like whips it up, and it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe how unbelievably delicious. These are probably the greatest eggs I've ever eaten. The problem is I wanted a bucket of them, and I'm doing great, guys. I'm down like 15 pounds. I feel great. I'm losing weight, and my wife is just so good at cooking shit that it's, I think it's all going to go to hell because, you know, but I'm staying away from the sugar. I'm staying away from eating something sweet after I have something not sweet. That's the key. I'm also not eating after my last meal of the day, which is pretty much around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. Don't eat um cutting back on the booze all that stuff but anyway back to father's day so she makes me the eggs she makes me the bacon all right kids are running around uh they're playing downstairs my mother-in-law came over then my mother came over and they were just everybody was just so nice i was like man maybe i am a good dad oh you're such a good dad i'm like man we need multiple Father's Days. Like, Father's Day is just... It's jumped up the ladder. Either that or everybody's just shitty on Mother's Day because I don't remember, like, me being... Like, I felt bad. My wife was so good to me yesterday that I felt shitty about... Because Mother's Day, I'll get her, like, flowers and I'll... Whatever she wants to do. If she wants to go get, like, a... You know, a mani-pedi or whatever the fuck they call it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I'll stay. I'll watch the kids... But I was like, am I this good to you on Mother's Day? And I know if she heard me say that, she would look me in the face and go, no, you're not. You're not even close to this good to me on Mother's Day. You need to step your Mother's Day. But I mean, after yesterday, I am going to step my Mother's Day game up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I ended up breaking 100 on the golf course, thank God. But I started out the round like I, like I was going to be in the 70s. And then I had the two blow-up holes, which I'm still thinking about. I'm such a—this is how nutty and competitive I am, okay? It's early on Monday. I played golf yesterday. I had a great time, a fun round. All right, then we came home. We watched the U.S. Open a little bit, and I got my golf fill. I was playing so well, and then a couple of holes fell apart that I'm actually debating in 100-and-something degree weather to go to the driving range right now buy some balls and just go and hit balls to straighten some shit out in my game just so I can feel better and try to think to myself, okay, the next time I go play, I'm not going to make that mistake and my score is going to be lower. Because I mean, th- this is the thing with golf and like whether you like golf, you don't like golf, whether you've played it or you've played it, what happens with golf is it's super hard and some people just try and they hit the ball all over the course and they suck and they just laugh that day and they never go and do it again because it's hard. You know, I remember when I first started playing golf, I didn't understand the rules. So I thought tees. I thought wherever you found your ball, you could just tee it up. I was literally playing it like <laughs> playing at college, and there were just tees in the fairway because I didn't know what I was doing, you know. Um, but I, you know, good shots, and when you start to play well and, and you hit the ball well, you know, you come back. It's like anything else that you do. You know, it's almost like a video game. If you start playing a video game and you're like, oh, what is this? This is kind of fun. And then you get to the next level and the next level and then you die. You're like, well, let me see if I could get to the next level. It's the same thing with golf. You know, with golf, you're just like, oh man, that shot, I couldn't do that last month. Last month, the ball was going left and right. I wasn't getting it off the ground. Now I'm hitting it up in the air and it's, it's nice and I think I could get... That's the whole thing. But it's so hard. But the funniest thing about golf is it will make anybody. I'm talking about anybody. I don't care how religious you are. I don't care. You will curse. You will curse. And I was, we were playing golf. I was playing golf with a youth minister, a youth minister. And you hear a bad shot. You just hear, ah, fuck. You know, uh, it's, it's one of the funniest things ever because It's the only, and I've said it before, that you have to, yesterday I was watching the U.S. Open, and it's like you have to curse in some situations. They showed one of the pros, I don't know who it was, I don't know if it was Dustin Johnson or whoever, but one of the guys had a bad shot, and maybe I'm wrong, but I was reading lips, and the camera was on him, and he's just like squinting in disbelief and disgust with himself, and I'm pretty sure he just goes, fuck, it's just so hard because there's so much, you got to keep your head down. You got to keep your legs down. You got to keep your arms straight. You got to turn your hips. You got to follow through. You got to tilt your head. You got to. It's just so much. But then when you get it, you're like, yes. So um, yeah, I'm I'm probably yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna go hit balls, but I, I kind of want to. I I really kind of want to. Um, had a great weekend. Um, was, uh, hanging out at the cellar over there with my buddy Pete Davidson. Shout out to Pete Davidson and, uh, his, uh, new fiance, uh, Ariana Grande. They were hanging out over at the cellar. Pete came in, did his spot. Uh, a bunch of people were hanging out, just drinking some red wine, eating some wings. The cellar was just fire the other night, man. Everybody was in there. Comics were in there. John Mayer's hanging out in there and, all these like great comics are hanging out in there and we're just fucking hanging out just and then I did the stupidest thing I'm doing so good on my diet and I had like two red wines I'm like I'm not going to drink a lot I'm going to drive later so I'm going to just be done with the wine and then somebody gave me a hit of their vape pen I'm not going to mention who that individual was but I hit the vape pen once thinking I'm just going to get a body high Next thing you know, I ordered a fucking skillet of mac and cheese and a plate of chicken cutlets. And I haven't been eating like that at all. Obviously, I just said before, my meals have been done around 7, 8 o'clock for dinner. I don't know what it was about this vape pen hit that I took, but I was ready to eat the curtains in the fucking place. I mean, I got so hungry out of nowhere, and I, I really ate half a skillet of mac and cheese to myself. And then this chicken cutlet, and it was just sitting in my gut like a brick as I drove home. Um, and yeah, so that was on Friday night, and then uh, Saturday I had a great time doing sets in the city, and then enjoyed the um, enjoyed the day yesterday. But I'm gonna get into my unacceptable here, guys, and you guys let me know if it's me, if it's unacceptable by me, if it's unacceptable by her. If it's acceptable by me or if it's acceptable by her, I don't know. This one could go either way. So at one of the holes that we were playing yesterday, my drive ended up going left. I hit it far and a lot of times my drive will fade, you know, left to right and come into the fairway. Hopefully if I hit it right, it'll come in and land and I'll be fine. I'll be right there sitting pretty. This one kind of stayed left and there was a hill that it hit. So I get a lot of distance, but it bounces on a hill, and then it starts to go near the uh, the fairway next to us on the left. So I'm looking for my ball, and I see my ball rolled down near the fairway to the left, and I'm going, is that my ball? This seems a little too far, but it could have taken a could have taken a bounce off of the cart path or down the hill. So sure enough, I start walking, and I see this lady on the tee box, on the woman's tee, getting ready to hit. But she clearly sees me there for like a minute, just kind of looking. And I finally walk over and I look, and it is my ball. And I pick up my ball. And she, Jesus, holy shit. As I'm telling this story, I looked outside and the fucking, oh my God. The umbrella on the picnic table outside just fucking lifted in the air like Mary Poppins and flew into the house. Holy shit. All right. And I had to fix that little problem. Anyways, so I'm walking down to get my ball and this lady just goes to her ball. And as I'm right there, she hits her ball and she looks at me and she goes, Oh, come on. I'm hitting here. So I kind of run out of the way. So the ball doesn't hit me. I mean, it wasn't going to hit me anyway, but I just kind of get out of the way. And I go, what do you mean? Come on. I said to her. So As they start walking down, I'm walking down, and there's going to definitely be some sort of uh, discussion or conversation or, you know, whatever. Confrontation, maybe? I don't know, but they're coming. So my stepfather goes, you might want to be the first to say something just to kind of diffuse the situation because they're definitely going to say something to you. So I walk over, and as they're coming, I just say, Sorry about that, ma'am, which I did not have to do. I did not have to say sorry to this old fucking lady at all, all right? And uh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't pick up my ball. I went to check to see if it was my ball, and I was playing a Callaway number three. It was Callaway three. It was my ball, and once I checked to make sure, then she hit and goes, come on, and I walked out of the way, and I go, what do you mean, come on, you know? So I wait for her to hit, and then they start walking, and I start walking down, and I say, sorry, ma'am. And she says, It's okay, don't worry. It's Father's Day. And we kind of laughed. And then her husband goes, Wow, that's the only time you'll get a pass from her. And I was like, Thanks. And then uh, I grabbed the club. I get, tell my stepfather, come on, man, give me the get come down with the cart. Give me the give me the club. So I grabbed a seven, grabbed a seven iron, and I hit it really good. And I hit it right back to where I needed to be. And she was like, Oh, that was good. But then later, my neighbor Jeff goes, by the way. She was fucking wrong. You know, you were right. Because you were looking for your ball there for a minute. And she just hit. She could you know. So now I'm going... So now I'm conflicted. Was I wrong walking, looking for my ball before a lady was hitting and then she... But no, I think here's what it is. I think she wanted to play. She hit the ball. Then got mad that I was there. So I'm going to call it a wash. Because it was acceptable how nice she was when I said sorry. It was acceptable by me to say sorry, even though I didn't have to. It was unacceptable that she got that mad, but maybe it was unacceptable that I was taking long or I ran into her thing. So either way, we're going to call that the first ever Verzi effect. Uh, Unacceptable. Acceptable wash. Okay? If you like a football reference, it's offsetting penalties. A penalty on the offense, a penalty on the defense. You pick up both flags and the penalties offset each other, and there you go. So uh, yeah, but then the old bitch saw me hit a good ball, and she was like, "Oh, okay, like yeah." It's like, yeah, lady, relax. All right. Um, yeah, I probably took it a little too, a little more seriously than I should have. But um, so that's the first ever wash unacceptable, um, that uh, that I've ever had on uh, on the show. Moving forward here. Um, I just, uh, I just saw something. I saw something on the news too that I just wanted to talk about. Um, it's on uh, USA Today and it just says that rising seas threaten 300,000 homes along um, U.S. coasts. Okay? So the seas rising, whatever, and 300,000 homes are in jeopardy. Here's my thing. I, I really do understand Wanting to live by the, uh, you know, wanting to live by the water. I really do understand how nice it is to have like a vacation house and something like that. Um, What I don't understand is with the, you know, tsunamis that have been had with the, the, you know, just the disasters, uh, sea levels rising, all kinds of stuff like that. I just don't understand how your home, how your main home, can somebody would want it that vulnerable. I, honest to God, I just don't, you know? It's like these houses get wiped out. They literally fucking slide off of the foundation and slide away. And, you know, I, I don't mean to be like a, you know, insensitive asshole, but I just don't understand what is, what's going on, you know, why, why you would take that chance, like, when I go on vacation, I, I even don't mind, like, I want a house on the beach when I go on vacation, but, like, if it's a block off, I'm just like, all right, like, does this give us a little more time, and maybe it doesn't, maybe it's just in my head, but, like, that's, that's how I feel, like, some of these houses that are, like, on stilts, literally in the water, I don't get that shit, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I've been like, I'm in this thing where like, I don't understand some people's moves over things and some people's like, you know, um, all right, I guess I'll talk about it. I've been thinking about it and I would say it, you know, in a private conversation. So I'll say it on the podcast because I mean it. And I don't, I don't think I'm being insensitive, but like, you know, I listen, I don't want to be insensitive here to anybody who, Um, has lost somebody to suicide, who's thought about suicide, who's attempted suicide. Um, If you guys listen to the show, you guys know that I had my bouts with depression. And you guys know what I went through a couple years ago. And, um, you know, I still deal with it a little bit here and there. All right. So um, I'm all about, I'm all about understanding what the mental health issues. But like when I hear about like these... These people that lost their lives are like, you know, even some of these recent celebrities that like, you know, um, hung themselves, uh, you know, rest in peace to, to Anthony Bourdain and, and Kate Spade and stuff like that. Like, I don't obviously, you know, know exactly what they were going through. But when I hear things about people that do that, I'm just thinking to myself, like, is that person, and again, I'm not even just talking about those people that I just said. I'm talking about, in general, are those people that are doing that shit, um, are they, like, under the influence when they get depressed and they just want to do it? Like, are they, like, under the influence of something? Like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it now. Like, this is pushing me over the edge. Like, I just don't, I guess, you know what, I'm going to just say it. I don't really respect that much the idea of suicide. I really don't. And I've been to the darkest places ever. And I remember when I was at a dark place. And again, I'm not trying to be insensitive because I know that it's happened and it's happened to people's loved ones and stuff. And you never know what somebody is going through. But when I was at the lowest, lowest, lowest part of my life, when I was in hell, fucking hell, when waking up was a chore. And I said to my wife crying, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. When that shit happened to me. I still was like look I I still want to fight through this like I don't want to I don't want to to die f- at my own hand and I just there's just something I shouldn't say. it's not that I don't respect the people it's just the move the move to me just seems like what like like the the, the finality of it, like the, the, I just, I don't understand. I, and, and, and maybe it's something that, um, I'll never understand. And maybe people, only people that go through it understand, but I just feel like, um, it's just something that I, I, I see it and I feel bad. And I'm like, my heart goes out to that person. My heart goes out to the family, but then I almost get angry. Like, you know, and maybe that's just the way I deal with it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know, they, they did something, I think I spoke about this once before, I don't know if I did, but they took, like, I think there was like um, 19 people, 19 people survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, the big one, the big one in San Francisco, it was like they, they fucking, you know, it was like a big suicide, day, you know, and 19 people took that fall and lived, and everybody else obviously didn't, and many, many, many people didn't, but 19 did. And all 19 survivors said the same thing. They all said as soon as they jumped off and they realized that their life was over in their mind, they didn't realize they were going to survive, they instantly regretted it. And it makes me think if, you know, and this is to, I guess, to help somebody. I don't know. Maybe this is just my way of dealing with it and going through it, and I wanted to talk about it. But if any of these people, these celebrities or people that you know or friends that shoot themselves, or, you know, my mother knew somebody in school and the guy's like in his 60s now. She went to high school with the guy and the guy was a great, fun loving guy. She saw him at a reunion and I think he took his life, you know, rest his soul. But it's like if these people that do this, if they would have just like waited a day or called a friend or, or see you, like would they still be here? You know, if, if, if they just didn't do that. So I don't know if they were under the influence in that exact moment going, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. You don't know if they're thinking about doing it and it's an accident. Like the whole thing has just freaked out to me. And it, it's it's something that I just don't understand, but I don't like. And I feel bad seeing it, but also being like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Come on. Fight through it a little bit. Fight through it a little bit. You know, but then they could say, you know what, fuck you, Paul. I did. I, I have been fighting through it. I've been fighting through it for 30 years and I'm too tired. I can't do it anymore. And maybe that that definitely happens too. But for me, I just see it and I'm just like, shit, dude. Like that's, it's, it's you know, I was talking to my wife about it. my wife was like, the hardest part for her to even deal with with stuff like that is how awful that person must have felt in order to do that. And I'm very sensitive to that. I'm very like aware that that's something, but... At the same time, it's like, I would just want to fight or like be like, look, is there a doctor I could talk to? I mean, look, I feel like fucking, you know, turning my own lights out here. Can we, can, you know, can we sedate me and like talk about this shit? Like I, I would just, you know, and I don't know if it's because, you know, everybody's situation is different. I have kids as maybe some people, but, but I think people with kids to do, do anyway, you know, um, but you never know. And then the flip side to it is you never know if somebody finds out that they're really sick or ill and they have an illness and um, and they're like, I'm not going to go through that or I don't want to put my family through that. It's almost weird because it's like in that sense, I do understand. Like somebody just doesn't want to be in a wheelchair or doesn't want to be cared for like that and just doesn't have any quality of life. On that end, I do get it. So it's just a tricky, uh, tricky thing and it sucks. And I have no idea why I just brought the podcast down like that. You know, we're talking about golf and everything and then I'm just fucking totally made people think about awful shit. But it's just stuff that you think about sometimes, you know, because there is a flip side to every argument, I guess. But I I feel like that. It's like, man, fuck. Like if I if I have any friends listening to this and you ever felt like doing it, just give me a call or or call somebody up and be like look man I'm thinking about doing something really drastic here. I need I need something here. Like I you know instead of just doing it, I guess. I don't know. You know what else I don't tra- you know what else I don't know what to do is now transition from this to something positive or funny on the podcast. That's what I really don't know what to do. Holy shit that I just give you guys a just a, a fucking right hook that you didn't deserve. You know, yeah. So then the lady hits the ball, and I don't know if it is it my fault, is it her fault? You know, whatever. So I say sorry. She says Happy Father's Day. Why would you hang yourself? People jump off bridges. It's just like what? Um, all right. Well, let's turn um, from tragedy to the New York Knicks, okay? <laughs> or should we? Uh, are they one and the same? No, the um. New York Knicks right now, there is a chance, there are rumors that I know you guys are going to be like, Verzi, don't do this to yourself, and I don't want to do this to myself either, but I'm going to read you guys some quotes. LeBron James to the Knicks is a viable, serious option. Now, um, Jalen Rose said on Jalen and Jacoby, uh, which is a show on ESPN, that if he leaves, Cleveland. He is going to the Knicks. Okay. It's what he said. He also said that it makes a a lot of sense and that LeBron has been flirting with this idea. Okay. So I'm going to just type in here. I'm going to let you guys hear this. Jalen Rose, LeBron to the Knicks. Check this out. All right. I'm going to try to play this audio for you here. Hopefully it works. Let's see. Let's see. I, I'm hoping that this is... Oh, we have to go through a stupid, stupid ad. So hold on. I'm going to keep the ad muted until we get to this. But this is what Jalen Rose said about LeBron James to the Knicks. Uh, let's see. Here we go. God, if he becomes a Nick, I would lose my mind. Even though I don't, you know... I've been critis- critical, just the Knicks are so bad, having anybody get you anywhere, but check this out. I know I was
1: one of the people that talked about LeBron James, if he left Cleveland, where would he end up? Is he going to end up in LA with Magic, and what's going to happen with Paul George? Hit the brakes. Okay, sir. LeBron ain't going to LA if he leave the Cavs. You know where he's going if he leaves? To New York City. Oh boy. Just think about what's happened over the last week or so. He's in New York City. Filming himself on the subway. Mm -hmm. He's in New York City. Going back and forth with Enos Cantor. He's on wax. Talking about who they should have drafted. Getting booed by the fans. He's engaging. He's trolling. He said well that was just really about Phil. And then he did the post the day after the game. That had nothing to do with Phil. They called himself what? in a gigantic New York Knicks logo with him standing on top of it. You didn't see Cavs anywhere. It didn't feel like he was being disrespectful to the franchise in the way that, that you know, standing on the Dallas Cowboys star was for Taylor Owens. It felt like an homage almost. It was, and he said that that was his favorite playground. Mmm. And so based on that, it allows me to think, I'm going to be a free agent, New Yorkers. There could be a chance, if I left, that I come run with Porzingis And you're a young squad. Do you think this will be the last time this year we talk about where LeBron will potentially play next year? Not at all, but I wanted to be the person to put it on wax.
0: There you go. There you guys go. That was Jalen Rose, who is a lot more in the know. Uh, Kenyon Martin has also said uh, LeBron to the um, Knicks makes sense. Reggie Miller has said it makes sense. Now, here's why I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense for the simple reason that it will take pressure off of a man who has had pressure his entire career. Okay? Now think about what I'm saying here. This guy has had pressure in Cleveland to be the savior. Then he leaves to go to Miami, and then there was super pressure because him and Bosh and Wade had to win one in Miami, and they did. Then he puts the most pressure on himself when he feels like he's ready And the prodigal son has returned to Cleveland. And what did he do? In an amazing performance in Game 7, he beats the Warriors to finally deliver Cleveland a championship. And now he's going against all of these teams uh, that he just can't beat. Cleveland has not surrounded him with anything else. They constantly keep talking about, you know, can he beat the the big team and and can he do this and can he still deliver and is he still good enough at this age and all these different things and he's got no help and he's got no help. So I think that if he stays in Cleveland, that's a viable option because his family's there, he's situated there. He'd probably always end up retired there for his kids and his family because that's where they're from. However, if he goes to the Knicks, there is zero pressure and only to gain from it. He's playing on the biggest stage that has stunk for so long that even getting them to the second or third round of the NBA fine uh, NBA playoffs would be huge. Now, it's also playing with house money. If LeBron James comes to the Garden and they get help and he wins a championship for the Knicks since has not since you know would be the first one since what 1973. You are talking of the king of New York. You are talking the savior of New York basketball. You are talking the improbable. You are talking now. Jordan never did anything like that. Jordan was on the Wizards. Jordan went to the playoff, but never did anything like that. So, listen. If LeBron James wants to keep having the pressure and keep going, fine. You know, I think... <clears throat> If he goes to the Lakers, they're going to be a lot of criticism about that, and he's going to have to win. And I think if he goes to the Rockets, well, they better win. They better beat the Warriors because now you got James Harden and Chris Paul. You know, if he goes to the 76ers, well, they got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They better win. If he goes to the Celtics, well, the Celtics, you know, was almost in the finals. They better win. If you go to the Knicks, you're playing with house money. On your favorite playground, which he's already been quoted as saying, I think it makes a lot of sense. He loves New York. He loves the Garden. I think it's I think it's a, I think Prazingis, and then they get a little bit of help, but they still won't have the, the, the big pressure. I like the move, but maybe I'm being selfish because I'm a Knicks fan. Um, that's what I, you know, that's what I think. And look, let's be honest. This is all we could talk about right now in sports because football's not here. Uh, the actual NBA games are not here. Hockey, not, not that I talk about hockey anyway, but hockey is not here. All right, we have nothing going on in sports right now. You have baseball, which is great. The Yankees are flying. They're doing great. They have a great record, whatever. Um, but other than baseball right now, you have nothing. But free agency, uh, an upcoming NBA draft, you know, golf, you know, there was a US Open yesterday, but not not too many people are in that. And uh luckily it is a nice time for the World Cup. Because the soccer World Cup is going on right now. It's a nice time. You could get into it. It's it's you know, you could bet on it. It's fun to watch and all that stuff. So, you know, you have a couple of things and it came at a good time. But right now sports is taking a hit. So I love the free agency talk. I love the LeBron talk but could you guys imagine LeBron James to New York City in the, with the Knicks playing for coach uh, Fisdale? Maybe that's why they got him, to lure him here. But imagine this for a second. Imagine LeBron James, all right? Imagine Kristoff's Porzingis. Then they get somebody else. They have Tim Hardaway, but then they get somebody else. If there is a way that they can bring a Paul George or a Chris Paul or just a way to bring LeBron a little more help. And then imagine that, imagine Paul George. That's not a bad team. LeBron James, Christoph Porzingis, Paul George and um and Tim Hardaway. And then, you know, you kind of you got a uh, you got a few different um you got a few different point guards that you guys can use. But I mean, I would even like li- letting LeBron bring the ball up and play point guard for the Knicks. That's what I would like. Uh, I would like LeBron James to be point guard and then just be able to kick it out to Porzingis. I think that that would be a great match. I think that that would be great. Um, but could you imagine that lineup if you just saw a start with the Knicks? I mean, you're talking about they, they go to a 55-60-something win team and they go into the playoffs and they battle it out. That would be great. That would be great. So, as much as people want to criticize and say this and that, LeBron James is the best player in the world, and oh my God, it's only a dream to have him at the Garden. It's a dream. But, a lot of people are saying, see, you know what, I hope Jalen Rose doesn't pull me in right here, because one time he was on ESPN before the first decision saying, uh, New Yorkers need to rejoice because in the Olympics, they all talked about playing for the Knicks and winning for the Knicks and combining forces and all that stuff, and it didn't happen. So maybe I'm just talking shit. Maybe I'm just trying. I'm trying so hard, but we will see. Uh, That's how you know things are bad in sports when you got to talk about this shit um, to do it. Uh, I did not see any movies, but my wife took my kids to a party and they saw The Incredibles, and I think they said it was good, but I don't know. Uh, Because I didn't, I did not see it. So, and you guys got to be sending me some. What's it called? Some movie recommendations. A couple of you guys sent me some sick documentaries that you were right about. But then um, you know, actually, it's my fault. I haven't asked anybody. So listen, if you guys have any good documentaries to send me, please send me them. I'm looking to watch. Uh, I'm looking to watch some shit um, at night now, because movies are bad, man. Movies are bad. They're remaking movies. They're just doing. Although I heard the Cobra Kai thing, I want to watch the Cobra Kai. I heard that it was funny, and I heard it was really good, so I want to watch that. I did not get to see that yet, but, you know, I mean, that I, now I kind of understand why they're remaking things, just because everything is bad, you know, Oceans 8, really, really, Oceans 8, I mean, give me a fucking break, you know. I don't know, they're just redoing all this shit, they're redoing TV shows, it's, it's, it's just getting bad, you know, my son is watching, my son, it, like, you know what kids are into now, it's, they just watch video games, even when my son dies in Fortnite, when his character dies in Fortnite, or his avatar dies, dies in Fortnite, you get to see who killed your avatar, and then they just continue watching the end of the game to see who ultimately ends up winning, so they'll just sit there and watch. And I didn't even know that was a thing. One comedian, I think it's Rob Pierce. Shout out to Rob Pierce, comedian in New England. He said something where he goes, yeah, my son just watches other people play video games for hours. And I'm like, what do you mean? Now I know what he means. And I'm sure people listening to this have kids that, w- like, could you imagine when we were growing up, and I know that's such an old sentence to say, it's such an old man thing to say, but could you imagine being like, hey, I'm going to so-and-so's house, to just watch them play a game that I'm not going to be involved in. I'm just going to sit here and watch somebody else. Never. Never happen. When you were younger, you'd be like, fuck you, it's my turn to play Mario. No, fuck you, it's my turn to play, you know? No, I'm playing my game now. You wouldn't just sit there and be like, yeah, I'm going over to Jeff's house to watch him play, you know, Kung Fu or whatever. <laughs> Remember that terrible game on Nintendo? It was Kung Fu and just a foot came out. I was like, oi, oi. Oi, oi, and you just the guy would just drop and be like, eh, 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 eh. Video games were awful. Now these kids are talking to one another while their avatars are building buildings and shooting each other. Sniper, it's it's insane right now what's going on. But they will just watch it. I I don't have the patience for that. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine just sitting down being like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go over to so-and-so's house. He's gonna gonna watch him play a game all night. That, that sounds awful to me. It's over, dude. TV and movies are over. I was looking at some of these new movies on um, Rotten Tomatoes, right? Just to see. And not that Rotten Tomatoes has, you know, all of the right, you know, as far as like movie critics and stuff, I don't really go with what people say because a lot of times they're full of shit and they're wrong. All right, by the way, The Incredibles made $180 opening opening weekend. All right, but listen, another Jurassic World or a Jurassic Park movie where they're running like they're indoors. You know, they're like in someone's fucking house or they're like in the the city. It's a joke. Um, You know, I mean, it's just how many times? Oceans 8 got 67%. Incredibles 2 got 94%. Um, what did uh, Deadpool 2 got 82%? I didn't see that. Solo, a Star Wars movie, uh, story, which I still didn't see, got 71%. I definitely want to see that one. Most popular on TV, Cobra Kai, got 100%. It's doing good. Westworld got 91%. Um, and then streaming right now, Pacific Rim Uprising, 43%. Um, The Death of Stalin I might want to check out. I might want to check out The Death of Stalin. Is that Steve Buscemi? Who is that? Um, no, but I want to check that out just because I kind of know the history of that. But it's just, like, listen to the names of these movies. You know, Blockers, The Death of Stalin, um, Unsane. Is Unsane even any good? Hold on. What's the other one? Midnight Sun. The Swap. Flower. uh, A Skin So Soft. Brothers of the Wind. Miss Hyde. uh, Brain on Fire. The Catcher Was a Spy. Innocent in a Ghost Land. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to watch Death Wish just because I want... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Death wish. I don't know, man. I just want some like where is the other where is the next usual suspects? Well, you know? Jordan Peele, man, get out. That was awesome. It was new. It was different. Where are those? They redid Pacific Rim. They're redoing Jurassic Park. They're doing Oceans 8 with a female cast. It's like I, I get it, but like what do you like are people going to see that? Let's look at the top box office and see the numbers and see what people are going to. Well, first of all, animated movies are always gonna animated movies are always gonna be what's it called? More money because all the kids want to go. But here's the money making. Here's what they made money wise. Um, Incredibles two made 180 million dollars. Then here's the drop. It goes from 180 million to 19 million. Oceans nineteen. The movie Tag. Which got fifty-seven percent. had fourteen point seven percent. I mean, fourteen point seven million. Uh, Solo nine point million. But that—that's now. So th- this is what it dipped. So I guess it's because it opened up. Uh, and Avengers still made what five million dollars over the weekend. Got eighty-three percent. Um, actually, I wanted to see that uh, Sicario Part Two with uh, Benicio del Toro, but. Yeah, man, a lot of these movies, like, I'm, I'm hoping for the Creed movie to be good. But he's going to fight, what's it called? He's going to fight, um, like, Drago's son. So it's going to be like Apollo's son versus Drago's son. I'm, I'm, I'm curious who's going to win that one. So the movie front is bad. Sports are bad right now, and movies are bad right now. Play with your kids. Go have a catch. Go to a ball game, because it's bad. You know, I am into the World Cup. I'm gonna actually no I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you people. I'm not into the fucking World Cup. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna recant that and say, I'm so not into the World Cup this year, I could give a shit. The United States, which was supposed to be good, we suck. We fucking suck at soccer. All right? No, no, they were building something. No, they weren't. It's embarrassing. They're not in the World Cup. They're they it's like it's always a crapshoot. You know what? We should have a parade for the World Cup when America even gets into a fucking group. All right. Italy's not in it. Yeah, it's going to be Germany, Portugal, one of these. You know what I mean? It's just the same shit all the time. The field is gigantic. All right? When a, when a score, you know, when somebody scores a goal, it's like, you know, it's like winning the lottery watching it. Oh, Alexis Guerrero is going to hate me for this. Tell me why. Listen, tell me why, people. Tell me why soccer is so good. Okay? You want me to sit down and watch. Here's why soccer is not not even close. Not even close to sports like football or baseball or basketball or hockey. Here's why it's not. All right. Now, it's a great game. I'm not going to say it's not a good game. And I'm not going to say that those athletes aren't insanely in shape and that it's definitely like a chess match and all that stuff. But when you watch something, and here's why it didn't take in the United States, this is what I think, and I'll have Alexis on the show and we can debate this till we're both blue in the face. And I know nobody's ever going to sit and win or concede that they lost. But here's the thing when you got LeBron James jumping. You know, from half court to fucking reverse dunk on somebody. And you got Steph Curry shooting threes from half court in the NBA finals all over the place. And the place is erupting and something is happening immediately. When you have a touchdown scramble by a quarterback or, or a wide receiver catch a ball one-handed up between two defenders. and Then there's a big hit. When you have all that and then you're, you know, so you got some fucking American who's overweight shoving pizza in his head. All right, just eating. Eating cheese nuggets, eating all these things. Having a great time. Well, yeah, this is happening, that's happening. You're watching a pitcher throw 100 miles an hour to to close out a game. And and all, you know all that stuff. It's just fast. Something is happening in soccer. It can happen very explosively like that. But then there are lulls in soccer. I was there. I've watched when it was going on. I remember loving watching it, and everybody was watching it. And it was enjoyable to watch, but it was enjoyable because I had time to kill. Anytime a game is enjoyable because you have time to kill, all right, you know, it's not ideal. All right? Nobody ever goes, hey, man, I'm going to go watch this Giants game because i got three hours to do nothing. It's like, no, I'm going to go watch this Giants game and hopefully see some great offense and see some hits and be engaged. Every 30 seconds in the NFL, there's something engaging. I've watched a soccer game that I've enjoyed now. Again, I'm not trying to hate completely here, but I'm talking about why it's not taken in, in America. The, I've watched a soccer game where literally 45 minutes have gone on with this, with the crowd going, oh! Twenty minutes later, ah! Fifteen minutes later, hey! <laughs> you know, and then finally a goal happens, and these people lose their fucking minds. A guy throws his shirt off, slides on his knees, and then you wait another fucking however, a- ah! Oh! You know that's the thing. All right, so look. I'm not trying to completely hate on it, but it's just it's just not fast-paced enough. It's just not, all right? And I think a lot of people that like soccer had it, you know, kind of had that tradition handed down. I think, obviously, it's a lot more European... I think that if you're, you know, uh, Latin America, if you're from there, if you're you're grandparents and you watched it and they, you know, told you about it, then that's one thing. Maybe the same as somebody talking about Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth with baseball here. But I can't sit here. And all the friends that I have that love soccer, there's not many that, you know, don't have, you know, grandparents from a place where they played a lot of soccer or watched it. You know, all the friends that I know, and maybe I'm wrong, but prove me wrong. Tell me right now. Everybody that I know that likes soccer either has, you know, ancestors or, or relatives that are in Latin America or in Europe, you know, uh, Italian friends who, you know, grandparents who always watched it and put them onto it. It's not just some dude named fucking Brad from Indianapolis. It's not. It's not. I'm not. It. it, it that's the thing. It, it can bore you to tears if you didn't fucking grow up with it. And I honestly, like, I know a lot of people joke about it and say they should change the rules. If you want it to be huge here, huge here. Okay? I think that things need to be sped up a little bit. You know, they're willing to, I mean, listen, they're willing to speed up other things and do other things. Why not soccer? I'm going to, I want to, you know what? I'm going to actually, I got to talk to, 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 um, to, uh, Alexis. And some people... I want to talk about it. I want to debate it. cause And not even debate, like, to see who's going to win. I, I really want to know. Because I think I have a point with the whole, like, growing up with it thing. And I'm not going to sit here and shit on it. I'll watch a game. I'll put money on. I'll go to cappernetwork.com uh, today. And I'll, I'll fucking put, you know, put my units on some group or, or, or some team playing. And hope for the best and watch it. But I'm not, like... You know, racing to the bathroom when I'm watching a soccer game. I'm not. I'm racing to the bathroom when the Yankees get up and Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton and them are about to be up in the batter's box. I want to see what they do. I'm racing to the bathroom. I'm racing to the bathroom in an NBA game when LeBron James is playing against, you know, the Warriors. I'm racing to the bathroom for that because I want to get back and see what happens. I'm racing to the bathroom in a playoff game in the NFL or the Super Bowl. I'm racing because I want to see everything. Soccer... I could take a shit for 45 minutes and there's a chance the same shit's going on. That's the problem. And if somebody can debate that to me, if somebody can tell me that I'm wrong with that, that, you know, I've watched it. There's nothing you could say. You know, even when the defense does, a you know, a good job and they kick it out of the fucking zone or whatever, they you know, they, they kick it all the way back and it starts over again and you got to go back and forth. It could bore you to tears. It could bore you to tears. Tell me I'm wrong. You know, I'm supposed to get... I'm, so, I'm American, okay? I, I watched Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins' dunk contest. All right? I watched the 90s Yankees. You know? I've watched Mike Tyson fights that were done in a minute. Think about that. That gets ingrained in us. You know? What do they say? The best two minutes of sports is. The Kentucky Derby. Because shit's happening immediately. That's how we grew up. That's American sports. So, um, Yeah. So as much as everybody is like all into it and look, I had one of the best times I ever had in a sports book when we put a lot of money on Algeria playing Germany, me, Burr and Bartnick, you know, if we would have won that, we would have all made a lot of money and we were watching it. We were rooting for it. We were, we were so into it and it was amazing, but it's not every day. Like you got, you know what I mean? Like, look what I just said. I was in a sports book in Vegas drinking with money on Algeria. That's when it's fun. (laughs) <laughs> you know, not when I'm fucking sitting up with my feet up in the thing, I'm just gonna put me to sleep. So, there you go. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to the Cooligans out there. Shout out to those guys. By the way, they have a great podcast. Um, they do. They do. Alexis Guerrero's Christian Polanco have a great podcast. And they, uh, they're doing amazing things. They're doing amazing things with the soccer thing. Um, they're funny guys. They're good guys. And... Um, you know, you should check out their comedy, check out their podcast, the cooligans, and all that. But I wanted, I want to talk to them because I think everything I just said is true. You know, I think everything that I just said is true. Um, and the thing is, they don't care about making soccer better for Americans. No, why would they? It's bigger all over the world. It's the biggest sport in the world, and it's not even close. So they don't give a shit at a bunch of fucking, you know overweight dudes who want to eat nachos, and, you know, and watch somebody take a hit or watch a touchdown thing, and I'm not even saying we're right, but it's how we were, it's, it's what's ingrained in us, it's what's ingrained in Americans, you know, my son, okay, he's into sports now, he's nine years old, he loves basketball, but he really, really loves baseball, all right, but he played flag football, you know, and he sees the things on TV and they want to do it. He's just not geared to soccer. Because that's not, you know... When the best player in the world is in Portugal or the best player in the world is in Argentina and all that stuff, a kid in America doesn't really see that that much. He's got to fucking search for it and find it. I mean, my son does know who... You know, he knows who Ronaldo is. He knows who Messi is. He knows that, that, you know, these guys are superstars and really good at it. But he's not... You know, he could watch, you know, Ronaldo or Messi for a little bit or even score a goal. But then when that's done, him sitting there for 10, 15, you know, you know, minutes to even see if there's going to be another attempt on a goal makes the little kids. And I'm not saying my son because he has not that he's done. I'm talking about little kids, you know, in general, it's hard for them to just watch. You know, unless your Italian father, Giuseppe, you know, fucking put it in front of your whole life. And I'm not trying to be a dick. So there you go. We'll talk about that more. Um, now I'm interested in watching a game tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I didn't get to any of your guys' unacceptables. Guys, write in your unacceptables, please, uh, next week, and I will read them to you um, for sure. Oh, uh, I was honored. I was honored to be on the stands last night. The stand is no more. I got a piece of brick from the backdrop, and. Um, you know, from the from the thing that we stand in front of, the you know, the wall there. Uh, six years, it was amazing. I grew up there. I was the first to ever tell a joke there, do a mic check there. And uh, they did a five-and-a-half-hour show marathon on uh, last Monday. Uh, you know, and I I went up, you know, six hours in. And, um, yeah, it was just really cool. I went up there. I just told a few jokes, and I just paid homage to you know, and said my, uh, you know, just how much I respected the room and thanking everybody. But uh, that was definitely a big part of my career. Uh, The stand will be opening up in a few months on their new, bigger, uh, better location um, on 16th Street, I believe. So uh, it's not like the stand is leaving. They're actually going to have a bigger showroom. It's going to be Uh, More space. It's going to be more stages. I think two rooms. I think whatever they're doing. But So good luck and congratulations to them. But I do want to say that a club that gave me so much um, stage time and was so good to me and uh, really let me do my album there, I just wanted to say that it was an honor and a pleasure. I became a better comedian in that room. Um, I would go in there sometimes scared, sometimes excited. It was a room where when I first started doing that room and it was in that neighborhood, I just, I didn't know what to expect. And I, I learned a lot about New York comedy in that room. Um, even though I was doing comedy a lot longer before that, it was just one of those really authentic New York rooms because a lot of comedy clubs in New York City, uh, you know, not all, and I'm not trying to shit on them, but there's a lot of tourists and it's a lot of this where I felt like certain rooms, you know, and The Stand was one of these rooms, it definitely uh, has like a New York or like, you know, an American New York crowd, you know. Um, so it was it was just great. So I wanted to say that. Um, yeah, send me, guys, please send me your unacceptables to unacceptables unacceptablesfortve at gmail, Um Patreon. I'm going to have a few, a few Patreons coming up this week. Thank you guys so much for $3. You could listen to more TVE Write into me, who you would like me to talk to, uh, what guests, everything like that. But you guys will get more TVE, um, you know, right on your Patreon for $3 extra. Uh, and, um, I thank you guys so much. You diehards who are on there. um, Again, guys, all things comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com. And if you love sports handicapping, you love making predictions, you love your dude, I called it, get on the new leaderboard. You could join completely for free. CapperNetwork.com. Thanks to those guys for jumping on board and being a part of this. I'm looking forward to working with them uh, in the future. And here's where I will be this week, guys, if you guys want to. Or here's my plugs if you want to go and get some tickets. Uh, You can check me out. I have stand-up shows. Um, I will be at the Borgata Comedy Club in Atlantic City. Okay? I will be there July 15, 16, 17, and 18. Atlantic City's Borgata. Um, It's a a great room, a great venue, and it's going to be me and three other uh, hilarious comedians, so that is in the middle of July. In August... I will be in Vegas at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio, uh, August 29th, 30th, 31st, and September 1st, okay? Um, also, uh, working on some, working on another date, which I will let you guys know about uh, in New York, but, uh, and I will be at the new uh, Chicopee, Massachusetts room, the Loft Comedy Club, October 11, 12, and thirteen. So check all those dates, come out to that, and I'm excited. My special should have already been out by then. Um, That announcement is coming very soon. Um, That is all being worked out now. So check out the new paulverzi.com for shows. Check me out on Instagram. Guys, I'm on Instagram now, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm doing Instagram a lot more than I'm doing Twitter. So please check that out. Please follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Check out the new Paul Barzi. You guys are the best. This has been episode, uh, 360. And until, uh, next time I am out of here, check out Patreon this week for new episodes. Take care.